Now, I don't say this often. I don't say this often. Now, I don't say this often. He's going to be a wild card in the league. Welcome back to the Wild Cards podcast. It's one of your hosts, Coleman Madlin, and we're back. I'm joined here today with my two fellow co my two fellow co-hosts, Joshua Sykes and Brandon Hartke. And we're very excited to be back. You know, we took a bit of a break. I think for for school was mostly the main thing uh, for me, at least. Probably for Josh, and then Brandon's just lazy. Yep. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, we all had school and. Uh, yeah, it took a bit of our time, so you know we didn't have time to do this, but we're hope- hopeful that we can make this more, um, more of a uh, an every week type of thing uh, this next upcoming semester and 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 from then on. So without further ado, uh, I I think we all kind of agreed that it would be a good thing to just you know if you, if you listen to this, you probably already are you know somewhat caught up with the the sports world. So why don't we just you know act like we've been doing this the whole time and jump into the current news or like at least the news that's been happening in the past couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks, you know, recap a few things maybe down the line. Uh, but, you know, without further ado, let's get back into some major news. Um, so do you guys mind if I if I if I go ahead and start? All right, man, you got it. You got it for real. All right. So Illinois standout player Terrence Shannon Jr. He's actually been playing really well this year for the Illini uh, or Illinois Fighting Illini. Is that how you say it? I think. Yeah, I think. Right. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, historically pretty good basketball team. I think they have a couple couple of great seasons um, into March. And um, but yeah, he's been arrested in Kansas. I think he posted bail, but he got arrested for rape. Unfortunately, uh, he turned himself in and posted bail. Uh, this was go- the incident was allegedly in Lawrence, Kansas, back when Illinois' football team played Kansas in Lawrence, um, and that was back in September, I think early September. And he uh, is currently eight in the NCAA um, in scoring, so he's he's a great player. He's projected to be drafted. Just I think he's just outside of the lottery, um, not a lottery pick, but uh, just outside. But again, that could change depending on how this you know whole thing turns out. Again, he got arrested. He went. He flew, I think, to Lawrence. He paid. He posted bail, and then he flew back. And now uh, he's been suspended from the Illinois men's basketball team. So it just came out recently that this happened, Coleman. Yeah, uh, I think the news broke about forty-eight hours ago. But um, of course, the incident occurred back in September. Decisions, man. These young men need to be making better decisions. Uh, I'm sure, I mean, he knew he had a name to be a lottery pick, and he jeopardized that with this situation. So, I mean, just you got to know not to be a time and a place, you know, not to be there and things like that. Just praying for the young man, his family, and the and the victim's family. Yeah. Well said, well said. Brennan, you got any thoughts? <laughs> no, it's just a, it's a terrible act that happens every day, and um, he definitely needs to take some time, reflect on his decision. And um, hopefully, you know, the victim overcome this tragic event. And um, if allowed, he gets right back onto the court and helps his team win and maybe even provides himself with a future in the NBA. Of course, that is, you know, hopefully that happens. But of course, the the, the victim comes first. So there's that. Um, uh, Lee Corso plans to return to college game day in 2024. Does anyone want to talk about yeah. that? Uh, I mean, he's the heart and soul of the whole operation. You know what I'm saying? Like, it started with him. He's done some memorable things. I mean, he is getting old, and I would like to see him, like, take a back seat sometimes and just enjoy life because he's getting up there in age. But, like, as a college football fan that watches every Saturday morning, like, if you don't see Lee Corso with a Hager pick, like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? For sure. It'll definitely be a different landscape when he's gone. Yeah, I think eventually, though, that's why they brought Pat McAfee in to bring, like, more energy that Lee used to bring. Yeah. I mean, they'll eventually have to find somebody else. But I think right now, while he wants to, I would let him. For sure. Yeah. All right. Do you guys want to talk about the best teams in college basketball? I mean, somebody else can start because we know who I'm going to talk about. We do. We know who Josh is going to talk about. But there are some great teams this year in college basketball. Of course, the number one. Uh, team in the AP poll at least is Purdue. Um, Arizona's up there. Uh, FAU is up there. Tennessee's up there. Houston, Kansas. Houston, Houston's. I mean, Houston. You got to. I got to hand it to Houston, man. Houston has been playing pretty well consistently for the past like ten years in basketball. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, props to them. 
Shout out Houston. Shout out uh Calvin Sampson. Um yeah. He's built a he's built a really good program over there for real. They're built off defense and not yeah. making so many mistakes. I mean I mean, that's the way you play ball. And selling in March. But besides that, they've just been great. But yeah, so Houston is speaking, definitely one of the teams up there. What you say? Speaking about speaking about selling in March, uh, John Cather and his Kentucky Cats are doing pretty good so far this season. Right now, they are. They have a few demoralizing, pitiful We're losses. Not March yet, though. They have so. one demoralizing, pitiful loss. The That's, other one was the Kansas. UNC Wilmington. Yeah. Yeah, but if you want to be a good team, Josh, you got to beat good teams. That's I'm just, I'm just gonna leave that. I mean, they beat Miami when they were ranked. Like top ten, yeah. Beat Since then, UNC. Miami. You, you, you think you think Georgia football said that when they beat Kentucky? You know, we beat Kentucky when they were twenty-five. I mean, yeah, probably. Nope. I'm sure they said it, buddy. It, it some... only matters about the top five teams, Josh. That's all that matters. Um, how often to me, does the top five yeah. team win a national championship? Do you know that? Um, well, exactly. Shut your mouth. I you don't know. It's not. It's not a national championship. Yeah, you just said the only top the only top five teams matter, buddy. National yeah, champion doesn't last matter year. now. Who? National champion doesn't matter now. Yeah, shut your mouth. We got some early fighting between Josh and Brandon here. Yeah, you don't know. It's not my fault. Kentucky's not gonna be in the Final Four, bro. Where's Michigan State? Huh? Where they at? Unranked. Exactly. It's called a down year, bro. Yeah, you've been having a lot lately, buddy. All right, guys, be quiet. Be quiet. Who are your final four picks? Each go. All right, Josh, right. go first. I guess I'll go first. Uh, Kentucky. Well, how about this? I, wait, let, let me preface this by saying, you know, sometimes the teams get put in different regions. Like, for example, the Kentucky's always put in, is it the, the South the, or the South the region? So, like, it's hard to... So let's just say who's your who's your top four teams right now uh, that could make a yeah. that could make a because it's like harder to to determine what makes region a they're in. I, I, I like you're what you matchups. What'd you say? Because you're not going to know matchups. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's like top four teams that are built to make a run in March. Well, I mean, I'm gonna have to say first of all, um, I want to say Purdue, but we all know like how Purdue ended last year. Like, yeah. I'm hoping like that's not the way it ends this year because I feel like it is a pretty good team. Now I'm saying I would I say that to say that Zach Eady is not my national player of the year because if you watch him play, it's just he's tall. That's it. That's all he's got going for him. No post, he's no moves, bag, no nothing. He has no bag, zero bag. Negative actually has negative bag. It's like Giannis. Yeah, if you put another seven footer on him, I think that's negated. Now I do think their guard play is a lot better than it was a year ago. That's what lost them in the tournament. So, just for that, I would think they make it to the Elite Eight. I'm not going to put in the Final Four. I know I just this is a Final Four pick. I'm just prefacing why I would not put Purdue in there. No, I respect that, for sure. Uh, I'm going to put Houston in there because defense wins championships. And I think they're one of the best um, defensive sound teams in the nation. I'm going to put uh, UConn in there for pretty much the same reason. Very well defensively sound. Uh, I know they're having some rocky like trouble right now with uh with their recent losses, but like I feel like they're gonna figure it out. I like their head coach. I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. Who's uh, who's head coach? Uh, UConn's. Oh, that's um Hurley, Dan Hurley. Yeah, Dan Hurley. I like Dan Hurley. I think he's a good coach. Uh, yeah. I like what they're building up there. Um, but for the same reasons I left Purdue out, they could UConn could also struggle. Um, sure. Now it's down to my final two. Uh, I really don't know who to put at the three spot, to be honest. Um, kind of struggling there. I want to say Kansas, but the way they struggle against Kentucky, I feel like teams can take advantage of that. And if you stop sure. Hunter Dickinson, like if, if Kentucky would have stopped Hunter Dickinson, like that game goes the complete opposite way. It's a blowout the other way. And now that Kentucky has their seven-footer back, I think that if you play that game, it's a different story. Um, oh, yeah, that's so, so I guess my three would be Kentucky, uh, Reed Shepard, Rob Dillingham coming off the bench, which is insane. Um, probably the best backcourt in the nation um, coming off the bench at that. I mean, DJ is pretty good, but I don't think DJ is as good as Rob and them. But 
so yeah, Kentucky be my three, and then my four. Um, really don't know. It's just it's hard for me right now because I don't see anybody that's really standing out. Arizona. I guess I guess I'll go with Arizona. That'd probably be like a just because I don't have anybody else really. But I feel like that pick. I mean, I guess I'll pick Arizona for my four, but at the same time, I feel like that four spot's up in the air for like a Cinderella team to make it or for sure. somebody that we're not talking about right now. James Madison, dude. Yeah, I mean, James one of Madison's only up there. One of only two undefeated teams with Houston in the JP. Yeah, I know. I know, I know but who? who or actually, who Ole Miss. Ole Miss. You're right. They, I mean, they play in a terrible conference. Ole Miss is also undefeated, so I, I correct my I, my statement. And so is uh, isn't Houston undefeated? Or did they yeah, lose? Houston, Houston, Ole Miss, James Madison. I, and, and for me, and so that's your top four. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll make mine a bit more concise. Uh, I, I think uh, as as my <laughs> uh, I wasn't a jab at you, Josh. Just you know, I was no, just I was just gonna make it more. Um, I I really think I really deep down I think Arizona is built for March this year. Uh, March. Uh, I I think that you know in the past they haven't done you know outstanding. They always um, you know end up falling short. Um, but I think Arizona, same same thing I think about Houston. I also think Houston would be my, my number two. Um, and my number three is Kentucky. I think Kentucky, uh, Cal Perry seems like he's back to his old ways and a being able to make freshmen work. The yep. past couple of years, or at least two years, it's been a you know a, an older team um, you know, that hasn't worked. Um, Kentucky basketball has been almost a joke for the past four or five. I mean, ever since 2015, let's be honest. Well, I wouldn't say um, a joke. But, well, yeah, joke. It, it's not, they're not Kentucky. Yeah, it, well, especially in March. Um, but I feel you, like you, other than, like regular season, the last two years have been pretty decent. Sure. Yeah. But, they're, I mean, they're really... Ever since COVID year, yeah, that's kind of oh COVID year, man. Wow. We're not gonna talk about that one. <laughs> oh, yikes. Um, and then and number four, I have Marquette. Uh, Marquette, another Big East team. I think the Big East is like it, you. I honestly think it's the it's the SEC of basketball. <sighs> I think the Big East. They might not have the. I think the SEC, the Big East, is a basketball conference. Oh, everyone knows that, but I think it's the basketball conference. Uh, maybe uh, you could say the Pac-12. Hot take. I, I think that it's the, pretty hot. I think the Big East is the basketball conference. Um, the past couple of years, I agree. and I think Marquette's the, the best of the best in that conference. I think better than UConn. I think they'll make a better run. Uh, what about you, Brennan? What are your top four teams? Um. Well, I was just gonna agree with you that the Big East is probably the best basketball thing. I've been saying Thank that you. for Thank you. You know, since last March. But um, my number one, I'm going to go with the Kansas Jayhawks. Um, you know, it's hard to be dominant and be as dominant as they are, you know. So I just think if you're being dominant now, then hopefully you keep that energy in March. Um, number two, I'm going to go with Houston. Not just because they're undefeated. I just really like what they've got going on. I mean... To be, uh, some would say, a smaller school compared to, like, you know, Kansas, Kentucky. Like, you know, you're talking about the Blue Bloods or whatever it's called. And to do, like, what they've been doing for the last couple of years, I think they will come into March with vengeance. Um, number three, I have Marquette. You know, they've lost a couple questionable games, but when they do win, they win by, like, 20. Um, now, losing to Providence by, like, they lost by, like, I think – 16 or something that was bad but i think marquette will be built for march and then my final team is memphis i just um i've been liking memphis for the past couple years and uh i like i really was looking at their previous games that they've played and like when they play like better schools than them they like barely lose so i think that's like one of those like cinderella oh, stories that josh was talking i just let me finish dude anyway um, I was just, cause Josh said like, you need like a Cinderella story at like four. That's going to be like my Cinderella team, you know? No, I honestly, I think that's, I, I respect the hell out of that pick. I think, didn't they, they got snubbed this week. I'm pretty sure on the, on the AP poll. Um, Look, but I'm, no, Memphis is I good. Said, I didn't mean to, like, I like the pick of Memphis. I'm just saying a loss is still a loss. Oh, for sure. But, yeah. And Brandon, why didn't you? Uh, can you give a reason why you didn't put Kentucky in there? You're the only one that didn't put them in there. So. Oh, I just didn't want to be a follower. I didn't want to be like a sheep, you know? Because everyone's like heard y'all's Kentucky reasoning. So obviously, if it's two out of the three of us, 
then they know that Kentucky's good. So I'm just trying to give them some new information. You know what I mean? I like it. I respect it. Those are our four, Not again, not final four predictions because, you know, you never know how the, uh, on selection day, on selection Sunday, how they'll, um, you know, put feed them into the the different regions but those are our four teams that we think would make good runs in march um you know some of those teams historically have not been great at making runs at, in march but of course you know every every year's a new year and we think it's that time for those teams so let's move on moving on to uh, our college football playoff rose and sugar bowl and i want to preface this by saying uh i think all of us have gotten over the fact some more quickly others we're all fsu students uh and uh you know, obviously FSU got left off. First team ever to be left off after being undefeated in the college football playoff era. Uh, and I th- just like quickly to speak on that, it was kind of expected, but also kind of like just jolting, at least in my experience, like just seeing it. Um, but I have personally gotten over it. Um, I think it hopefully feeds fire to the team as a FSU fan. And um, but yeah, as for like a, a money or like a best games perspective, I, I, I can see how you, I can see how you can leave FSU off. Um, especially without, you know, their quarterback. In fact, they're playing Georgia this week with 20-plus opt-out and their fourth-string true freshman quarterback. So, I mean, that's just a, a, a testament to how maybe the game would have been uh, against a, uh, if they were number four, a, uh, a Michigan team. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts? And if not, what are your uh, college football playoff predictions? Well, it took me about two minutes to get over the decision. I knew they were going to do it. But, I mean, it does kind of suck for the people, the kids actually – well, my fellow students that worked really hard to uh, go on to Bro thinks he's on the team. Bro, I go to school with these kids. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, it, I mean, it does suck. Don't get me wrong. But like you said, hopefully it's fuel in the fire for next year. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I hope these games are good. So. What are you, Josh? Or Brennan, yeah. Oh, what, about, what do you think? What do you think, Brennan? I, um, well, I'll just, I'll start with the FSU thing. Um, it really, I obviously knew it was going to happen just because of like Jordan Travis's devastating, devastating injury. Um, so, I mean, it did piss me off all day, but I have another team in Michigan. So it's good that I don't have to root like, you know, for one staying that they would have like played each other in the Rose Bowl. So now I just have to root for Michigan against Alabama. Um, but I think with like we already like have our picks, so we'll get to that later. But I think like what the committee did, although it does suck for um, FSU, I think it's what's best for college football, just because like FSU was like beat down, you know, like it's hard for them to win without their star quarterback. And uh, I think it's just better for views and everything. But I hate to say that, but that's just my thought. I think. That's why they did that. Sure. All right, let's go in order. Uh, who's going to win each of the semifinal games and who's going to win the championship game, starting with Brent? Um, Obviously, Michigan wins. Squeaks by Alabama because Alabama is a good team, but Michigan has a great defense this year. Um, And then Texas versus Washington. I'm going to give that one to Texas just because um, I believe the Sugar Bowl, I mean, watching NASA travel so far away, Texas is going to have, like, a little bit of fan advantage, some would say. I just think they're a better team, the SEC, or the now they're now in the SEC later in 2024, but the Big 12 is what they're in. I think that's just better comp than what Washington's faced, considering they barely squeaked by Oregon. And then, so I have Michigan-Texas in the final. Um... I'm going to say Michigan because I'm a Michigan fan, but now thinking about the game, it's going to be a shootout just because of Texas' high-powered offense. I like Quinn and Ewers, but um, I'm just hoping Michigan wins, but that would be an ideal final. I wouldn't hate like either of those teams winning. I just don't want Alabama to win. Gotcha. What about you, Josh? Josh, you're uh, you, you go ahead, Coleman. I, I want to do my picks last. I'll let you go. Okay, sure. Um, So I... Right bad. I have, unfortunately, a team that I have uh, grown to uh, not despise them, but uh, despise the, uh, the uh, you know, just actually, you know what? Screw it. I despise Alabama. I- I'm just going to say it straight up. I don't like Alabama. It makes me mad. Um, but Alabama is going to beat Michigan. I'm sorry. Michigan has 
soul that they have no playoff experience i mean in, except if you count last year getting blown out by tcu um unless you count that. yeah and, and they don't have any playoff experience going the distance and in, in a very 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 long time um and i think that will catch up i think while harbaugh is a good coach i don't think he uh i i don't know i just think that whole fake uh what, what was the saying uh brandon you would know what was the saying that everyone say once um Everyone said once Harbaugh got a Michigan versus the world. No, it's like everyone. Oh, they said bet. They said bet. Like they're going to prove oh, something. Bet. As much as that, like, makes me are a little confident. Like maybe they have a, a different culture going than they have the past, you know, dozen or so years, probably more. I think it's been like, what, 19. It's been a very long time. Yeah, it's been a long time since Michigan sniffed the uh, the, the trophy. But um even though that makes me somewhat think that they have a chance, I, I still think Alabama's the better team. That's the other game I'll stop, you know, I'll stop droning on. Uh, I think Texas is a better team than Washington. Simple. As much as it pains me to say it, uh, I, I, I still want to find a way to say Texas isn't back. But, I mean, making it to the college football playoff final, which I think they will, the championship, I, uh, I, I guess that you can say that they're back. Um, and then in the championship, Alabama versus Texas, it's like Alabama is the better team. And I think Alabama will win that future SEC matchup. What about you, John? Okay, so in this crazy world that we live in, let's just all for a second think about what is the best storybook ending to this last year of the four-team playoff. First of all, you get the Alabama-Michigan matchup. You got um, Jim Harbaugh versus the greatest coach to ever do it, Nick Saban. You got an SEC team school against a Big Ten team school. Two of the greatest conferences in in the in the whole like NCAA in football. One Michigan, bunch of cheaters. Uh, investigations <laughs> gonna find that out pretty soon. Uh, two, I mean they just they freaking wet the bed against TCU last year. They don't deserve to be here this year. And three, who do they played all year? Let's be real. I mean they've played absolutely nobody's. Ohio State's not the Ohio State that we know. And love well i don't know if i love them but you know Josh, can i, I like stop for a second here yeah go ahead this is probably the most amount of facts i've ever heard you spit up until now okay now keep going. Hey, I, pre I appreciate that man this and is then, crazy this ohio state team's not like i like watching good football but like it's not it so they've not played nobody 13 and 0 for what you know just to lose to bama the greatest uh sec school in the history of the sec uh behind my kentucky wildcats of course but okay yeah not, that's neither here or there uh, so I'm gonna go first game, Michigan, Alabama. Uh, blitz, Bama, blitz. We're gonna go Bama. Uh, Jalen Monroe, MVP performance. Uh, yeah, so that's enough for that game. And then Texas, Washington. Don't really care for Washington, West Coast team. You know, they're on some different time than us. Uh, I'm not a big Texas fan either. I'm always born down, you know, but in this case, they're in SEC school now. So we got to root for SEC. So go Texas, I guess, for this one. I'll would it not also be a would it be a storybook ending if the last team of the Pac-12 got the uh, the Pac-2 got the win? No, screw the no? Pac-12. Okay. They they okay. never have they ever won it. Uh, Oregon got close. Uh, yeah. nope. They they never won it, so they well, they don't deserve no, well, the title. Not in the not in the four team era. Yeah, no. Yeah. So they don't deserve to win anyway. I'll have my horn sideways for this game, and I'll be rooting for Texas to win. So Inside. now you have, now you have in the last fourteen playoff before everything changes in the world we know it today, you're gonna have two future SEC schools battling it out to have a little bit of a preview of what what to come. You know, and I think that's pretty much the way they're gonna write it. I mean, uh, that some say the NFL scripted, some say the NBA scripted, but you know what? College football is the most scripted sport there is. True. Um, especially with all this NIL deals going around, who knows where money's going? Heck, Saudi Arabia has probably already bought out Florida State's contract from the ACC. We just don't know it yet. Anyway, thank God. Uh, Alabama, Texas, two SEC schools for the for the future of the SEC and the future of college football as we know it. Bama rolls on. Bama wins again, and the SEC is superior once and for all. Well said, well said. Can I uh, can I treat you guys to something really quick? 
Yeah, go ahead. The last time, uh, or I'll say it this way, the last uh, Minnesota has won a national championship uh, more recently than uh, Michigan, if you don't count, because <laughs> Michigan and, and Nebraska shared a, a title in 97. Um, the last time Michigan won a title by themselves was 1948, which was <laughs> just after the, the Second World War. Uh, none of our parents and, and maybe even grandparents were, were born. And uh, yeah, so just to say that they barely have any, uh, you know, closing experience would, would be an understatement. I'm not yeah. a Michigan hater. Um, actually, I, I am a Michigan hater. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, I don't see them beating Alabama, but that could age like uh, like milk. So there's that. All right. Anything else you want to say about that, Brandon? I know we've been dogging on your team for a minute. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, Brandon. It's not you. It's your team. Uh, what is it's not you. It's me. Every good team has haters, you know. And um, well, back then when Michigan and Nebraska shared the thing, it was just like they just voted on like who the best team was. Sure. And, yeah. Um, so it was different. So it was yeah, we different. Should, do that. Um, should we start doing that again today? Then we should. I don't know. Alabama okay. would win every year, bro. You know, the know, picture of the win. South would cause a riot. Yeah. No, I agree. That would be um, terrible. Like, you know how many, like, riders would get paid off? I mean, it'd be bad. Next up, we got the Super Bowl matchups, guys. And MVP, you know, surprising teams, either positive or negative. Um, so let's go through those. So get your, what the Super Bowl matchup you think is going to be, the winner of that, who's going to win the MVP, not who should, who will, or maybe you can include both, but keep it, you know, concise. And then surprising teams, both good and bad. Uh, let's start with Brandon. Okay. Um, so start off with Super Bowl matchups. Um, obviously we still have two weeks left, so we don't know who's I'll just go we'll just go Super Bowl favorites because we obviously don't know who's in the playoffs for some uh. teams because we have two weeks left. So my Super Bowl favorites, um NFC and AFC. I'll start with the AFC. Um on their side, I'm gonna have to give it to the Ravens. Um no one else really seems to be that much of a competitor. I mean, you could count the Dolphins, but with the injuries that they're dealing with, I think the Ravens have that one, and they'll have home field advantage throughout the whole AFC playoffs. So I think Ravens represent the AFC. Well, not yet. Then, there's there's a way. There's a way the Browns could. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. The Browns could take – I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying. Sure. Browns could get the number one seed, Um, but – I, that's just my pick. And then NFC. Oh, it's tough, man. Um, you know, and there's really three teams, right? Yeah, I mean, it's either you either go with the 49ers, the Eagles, or the Lions for the number one seed. They're all Wait, tied. Who said anything about the Lions? I'm kidding. I'm just talking <laughs> about the number one seed. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, but. I don't know. I don't. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say the Lions. I mean, I am a Lions fan. As much oh, as I know we will probably lose in, what is that? Like the divisional round is like the second round, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We don't we don't match up great against the 49ers, but if Brock Purdy does what he did the time he played the Ravens, we're good. Um, We test. We play the Cowboys this week. I'll just stop yapping. I'll go Lions, Ravens. Those are my things. All right, MVP. Um, MVP. I have to give that one to Lamar unless Tua shows out this week when they play the Ravens and absolutely, you know, throws for like 300 yards, four touchdowns. I give that one to Tua. And uh, Chris McCaffrey made a great case. I just to this day, I really don't see them like giving it to a, a non-quarterback position unless they do like what adrian peterson did and just like run for like 150 yards per game yeah and uh my most surprising team would be the browns um i really like what they've done with all their qb struggles um and if i had to choose a disappointing team um i think i'll choose two i think i'll go with the chiefs just like they're not having a disappointing year but to them they're having a terrible year, like nine to five. Patrick Mahomes is not having a good year. Um, some say Taylor Swift is a cancer to the Chiefs. Um, some would be right. Amen to that, brother. Some would be right. And another surprising team that negatively let me. I give actually I'll give you two positives, two negatives. Another positive would be the Texans. Um, great pick with them. 
CJ Stroud. Um, I really like how he's has them in playoff contention after year one. And a negative team, I'd have to go with the Panthers. Um, I liked all their offseason moves. I liked the pick of Bryce Young. But seeing it on film, it's uh, they're just terrible. All right. What are you, Josh? Oh, for my Super Bowl matchup, I've been seeing a lot of, like, uh, some speculation about uh, how the uh, logo that the NFL puts out is, like, the yes. actual teams that play. Yeah. Well, I saw something that they changed it, and now it's going to be the Cowboys, and uh, I can't remember what the other one was. I think it was the Chiefs, the Cowboys and the Chiefs. That would be the worst Super Bowl ever. But my Super Bowl pick would be uh, the Ravens, just because everybody in the AFC is so up and down. So, like, if, if you were going to say the Dolphins, like, I would say, yeah, they could. But they're just so up and down. Like, they'll score 70 one week and then score, like, 10 the next. So, you have to be very consistent in the playoffs. And you can't lose a game. So, I would say the most consistent probably the Ravens, especially with the way, the way they played against the 49ers, and that's a very talented team that they beat. Of course, they had help with Brock Purdy uh, not being on his game. And then I would have to say for my NFC team, it'd probably have to be the most talented team, which would be the 49ers, if Brock Purdy can manage a game uh, better than he did against the, Ra- against the Ravens. Um, I would say then they win. But if he cannot, I would pick Dallas. Uh, just because I think, first of all, the NFL is scripted, so they're going to get the most views from America's team. Second of all, I think they're a pretty good team, especially with C.D. Lamb doing what he's doing. I mean, I don't know if y'all watched the Cowboys play, but C.D. Lamb is him. And I don't like, I don't really care for Oklahoma and all their players that come out. I don't really care for Dallas, to be honest, but he, he is him. He's, he's playing crazy right now. Um, so, yeah, I guess my matchup would have to be the 49ers and the Ravens. And so, for my MVP, um, right now I think Lamar is the favorite. But if you're thinking most valuable player, like, one team, like, you cannot go without this one player. And I know it's going to be on offense, of course, you know, because they're out there more and they make more of a difference. Um, I would probably, I would have to say Christian McCaffrey because, I mean, how how good did that 49ers offense work without him? How versatile he is and how, uh, how many yards per carry he has. I mean, don't get me wrong, he has a great talented group around him that everybody has to scheme around, like the George Kittles and the Brandon Ayukes and the Debo Samuels. Sure. And you gotta and you gotta do that. But like without Christian McCaffrey, I feel like that team's not going nowhere. I think it's a middle of the pack team. I mean, we kind of could see that from before they traded for Christian. They I mean they weren't like amazing. And now they're like top of the league. Everybody's like, oh my gosh. I mean, they made up a lot of additions since, but like without Christian McCaffrey, I don't think He's the cog that makes it go. Right? He's the he's the brain in the backfield. Because um, Brock Purdy, I mean, like Cam Newton said, I'll take it. I mean, he's a game manager. But I also heard somebody say that he's such a good game manager that he's a game changer in that aspect. Oh. Which I agree with at sometimes, you know. Sure. Like you could call Tom Brady a game manager, but he was such a good game manager that it changed the game entirely. Yeah. So with that, I would say Christian McCaffrey deserves the MVP. Um, now, will he get it? Probably not. Like you said, it's hard. It's become a quarterback award, which I don't think that should be the way it should be. But, you know, it is what it is. And then my most surprising team, negatively, uh, I'm going to go to the Chargers. Because, I mean, you got a young quarterback, great running back. you got some talented wide receivers. Of course, one of them went down, uh, Mike Williams, with an injury. Um, speedy recovery, hopefully for him. Uh, but that was earlier on in the year, and then they had to fire their head coach. I mean, we all didn't see that coming, you know what I'm saying? And Staley. We thought, yeah, Staley. And then, I mean, the defense is just falling apart. So, I mean, that's a really surprising team. I mean, I think so. uh, we picked – who picked it? Me and Coleman picked them to win their division. So – No ball knowledge. Zero. Very surprising. Uh, and yeah. then, most surprising, like – good team um i don't know i feel like everybody think is good right now is expected kind of oh another another negative team would be the bills the bills are not lived up yeah. to what they should be doing 
Uh, but a positive team. Hmm. Honestly, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Browns too because of all the quarterback issues, and they still have a chance to win the division, which is insane. And I mean, nobody talks about the Browns, so I mean, it'd be all right for two of us to talk about them on here. Um, I can't think of another like super. You could say the Lions, but people did like assume that with their run last year. Yeah, it was assumed that they were gonna be good. I mean, I did pick them to win the division on that, so I'm not going to say they're surprising to me. Uh, yeah, I think the second half after... You could uh, say the, the Colts. I think after the Steelers fired their yeah. office coordinator, that's kind of surprising. That's, that's a good surprise. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, I think that's about it. All right. Uh, for me, I'd have to say, uh, as for the uh, you know Super Bowl matchup, I think it's going to be... 49ers and hot take Cleveland Browns. I think the Cleveland Browns surprise everyone and go the distance. Joe um, that's Flacco? My, yes. That's my hot take. Uh, I think Joe Flacco, I mean, he has experience in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, that, that's my hot take for the uh, as for MVP. Lamar is going to win it without a doubt. Uh, in my, uh, I shouldn't say without a doubt. That's that's never good to say that uh, before it happens. Um, but then, yeah, I agree with what Josh said. The the most valuable play, like there's a difference between MVP and most valuable player. That's like that. That's the way I like to put it. Even though they're the exact, you know, they they that's what it stands for. There's a difference. NFL MVP is not the most valuable player. The most valuable player in the NFL is Christian McCaffrey. But the NFL's MVP will be Lamar Jackson. That's just how it is. <clears throat> um, but what I will say uh, is. Uh, Lamar is definitely going to be, if he wins it, he's a, I mean, he's a, it's, he doesn't not deserve it. Of course he deserves it. He's been playing great. Um, it is one of those years with the QBs and, you know, really everyone, there's one player who's just having a insane season. Um, but yeah. So, and I think Lamar, if he wins, he'll be the youngest player to ever get the two MVPs. Am I, am I right about that? What is he? 24, 20 something. And he already has his one. Yeah, he's 26. you're right. He's 26. Oh, damn. Okay. Well, I thought he was a little, a little younger, but anyway, I think he, he got his 2019 and then 2023 if he wins this, which is pretty impressive. Uh, but some people will call him Mickey, Mickey, uh, Mickey babies because of the competition. Anyway, surprising teams. Uh, as for negative surprising teams, you got to go Chargers and Bills. Um, yeah, those are just yikes. Even though, I mean, the Bills, I mean, do we go back and say it's the Madden curse with, with Josh Allen, Mr. Pick? Uh, but. I don't know. Definitely could. You definitely could say that. Either or Haley Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, the two options here. Um, probably a mix of both. And then as for positive teams, um, I, don't, I don't think any of you guys said this. I think the Packers are definitely a positive. Did anyone think they were going to be in the playoff picture uh, after losing Aaron Rodgers? I didn't I think so. I think had, I think they would have had a good team, but I didn't know Jordan Love would be like what he is, you know? For the past like six, seven, eight weeks, Jordan Love has been playing out pretty damn good and that's coming from a viking fan who hates the packers um so and you know those two teams play sunday night prime time um to me a good one so packers is one team and then my other team is the um houston texans so yeah those are my my, my uh four teams too good too bad um you gotta move on to the let's see if you guys have anything else to say the nba team's record-breaking seasons um and other you know nba standout things so far all right move on um so as we all know two teams have been standing out uh so far i'd say compared to before you hey before you get going can i just say right now for the record for everybody listening right now and everybody you two in the studio right now i i was wrong anthony edwards is him i just want to put that out there Oh, and I, I know Coleman's gonna freaking bust on oh. right now. Oh, like, <laughs> this is big I, news. I want to say Anthony Edwards is him. I enjoy what? watching him play. He's a, oh. he's a great player. Oh. I think I know why. Kentucky? I think I know why. Is it because of the, the send a video? Hey, that made. Oh no way! <laughs> no, it had not, that had nothing to do with what I was talking about. But I, okay. I do enjoy watching him play and carry this poverty wolves team to what it's doing right now. Hey, yeah, pretty good. I'll take. I mean, it. you got Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. That's about it. But we love well, hey, I, Reed. 
Nas Reed, Mike Kyle Anderson. Mike, no, Kyle Anderson, he, I, I want him gone. Also, Mike Conley has been, uh, we can talk about Mike Conley. But yeah, the two teams that have been standing out this this this, uh, this season, definitely the Timberwolves and the Pistons. The Timberwolves are the have the best record in the West. They, for like, I think for like a couple, probably like a, a week and a half total, they had a the best record in the NBA. Of course, they've been battling with that role with the Celtics, who are another, I mean, hands down, they're the best team in the NBA. Um, I mean, they're most loaded. I, I can't stand the Celtics, but they are the most loaded team um, in the NBA right now. And, well, playing the most loaded. I would say there's another team in the West that uh, starts with an S and ends with S and has UN in the middle that uh, has quite that the... That should uh, be better than they are. That yeah, should be better than they are. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the, the Celtics are definitely, right now, the best team in the league. Uh, but, again... Everyone expected them to be. No one expected the Wolves to be having the season that they are. Uh, as a Pearls fan, it's you know, it's 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 very nice. I remember, and I don't like doing this because you know, no one knows. Um, and of course, I'm going to say this because I'm a fan. But I, I remember last a couple podcasts ago, maybe maybe the middle of maybe like ten or so ago. Um, but I'd have to go back and look. I remember I asked the question, um, who's going to be, who's going to have the better franchise? And this leads us into the other surprising team. Who's going to have the better franchise the next, you know, three, four, two, three, four years? Who's going to be uh, better overall? I said the Pistons or the Timberwolves, because of course I'm a Timberwolves fan and Brandon's a Pistons fan. Um, and that's, of course, our other team that's surprising, but not in a good way. And I remember Josh said, without a doubt, the Pistons. I'll have to find the clip. Maybe I'll find it and put it in here. Um, well, if I don't. They still do have the better future because they're going to get a number one overall pick this year. And let's be real. They're probably going to get like the eighth pick. They're going to get unlucky and get like a terrible pick. Yeah, but they'll still have two sure. very good first-round picks because sure, they're sure, going to sure. lose this year and next year. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I said I was wrong, and I'm sorry for all the fans that put their faith in me. All 10 Timberwolves fans? No, just all fans of the podcast. All all four podcasts? I'm kidding. Okay, uh, but, yeah, no, Timberwolves and Pistons have been really surprising this year. I'll, I'll ask Brandon. Brandon looks really down right now on his video. Um, he looks like he's in his feelings, contemplating his life decisions about being a, a Pistons fan. And now he's looking up, little looking a little bit more, you know, uh, better. But uh, I, I think the Timberwolves, uh, they're not, they're just unconventional. Like, did anyone think that they were going to be a good defensive? I mean, they have a lot of offensive firepower um, with Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and I, I get that they have Rudy Gobert, uh, and I and I still would say that the trade was uh, interesting. But we do have to talk about the trade. If you guys think that the trade is less frowned upon now than it was a couple of months ago, or is it still pretty frowned upon? I think it's still frowned upon. I think maybe less, but I still don't think Rudy Gobert fits the system as well. I think you could have found someone else like Kristaps Porzingis or someone that would fit better. Okay. Um, one thing I will say is I don't think Rudy Gobert's defensive um, his presence is can be quantified really by any stat or any metric unless you watch all the games i think and i've i've of course watched all the games um and so i'm basically the the creator of basketball when it comes to this i've all ball knowledge i don't think you can really quantify how rudy's rim presence how is deters other players from even like playing around there they have to completely change their their uh their game plan their style of play to fit around rudy gobert uh, and I don't think that there's not a stat for that. There's no stat I can back that up. Um, and I guess you say like defensive win shares, which um, called blocks. What'd you say? Called blocks and no, it's it's not called block. It's not called stocks because they don't even go up for that. And that that's a that's that's a positive for the Timberwolves where they don't play in the paint, and that will never be that will never be shown because he deters players from even going to the to the paint. Me personally, if I had the ball, Rudy Gobert's guard me. I'm dunking on him. I'm not scared about him. Going that's what him, uh. Brother. That's what what's his name did a couple couple days ago. Who was it? Was it oh, who who did it on his head? I, I don't know, bro. You watch the games. Yeah, I got the name of the player. Anyway, um, but yeah, that's that's for the Timberwolves. I'm excited for the Timberwolves' future. Uh, although I will say one last note and comment. Uh, it is not sustainable. They're paying too much right now. They're going to have to get rid of someone uh, or else they'll go so far into the luxury tax. The The city of Minnesota will require its residents to pay four times the amount of taxes. Um, Dude, that that yeah. means nobody's going to live in Minnesota anymore because the taxes are already so high. It's not that bad. I mean, it's pretty bad. But yeah, it is that bad, you're right. buddy. You're right. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Okay. Um, 
And then uh, the Pistons, Brennan or Josh, do you guys want to talk about the Pistons? I mean, I don't. Of course, I don't want to talk do about it. it. You'll, you'll volunteer? Oh, Volunteers tribute. All right. Talk about them, Brennan. I mean, you know, what you know, what is there to talk about, really? Um, Obviously, our lineup against other lineups, like, we're not good. So, like, I mean, I really didn't expect us to be good, but I didn't expect us to be this bad. Um, no, we are like Galen Durant's been dealing with an injury and stuff. So, I mean, like we are injured, but it, I mean, we're still terrible. Um, it's not good. You know, Monty, I don't know if we overpaid. Oh, but, yeah, you um, did. I'm just saying like he could be doing better. But I mean, then again, like you look at our team compared to other teams. We're just young Um, and we're not talentless, but we don't we. We don't have the right players, and we're not making the right decisions. Um, Kate Cunningham's giving it his all. I think he's a top three scorer in the last like three games. I think he's averaging like thirty point eight points, and I think yeah. it's Luca and someone else was above him. Embiid. Um, yeah, maybe. Sounds about right. Um, Kate Cunningham's giving it his all. Um, Jade Nivey's not happy because he doesn't get enough playing time. I personally think he should play over Killian Hayes. But I just think we have like we have too many big men. We don't have enough spacers for Cade Cunningham. Like all we have is Bogdanovich. That's all. And then um, Thompson, our rookie, or <clears throat> the Pistons rookie, not our rookie. Um, you know he's good defensive. He gets the boards. He gets the blocks. He gets the assists. But um, I think his jumper is terrible. I mean, I've seen so many videos of him, and people say like it's like, you know. The the people that make the videos literally say these are multiple clips and it's just like him airballing. Like it's not like the <laughs> same clip. Like he just he can't shoot a lick. Um, but he is one of the only rookies in this class that has been sent down to the G League, like most of the lottery picks this year, which I guess is a positive sight, but we are such a bad team that we need all we can get. <laughs> well, uh, said, no. well said. Well <laughs> said. Um But I think uh I'm hoping Kate Cunningham doesn't leave. I mean we do have a lot I assume we have a lot of money because I don't know who the hell we could be paying to be this bad besides Bogdanovich. I'm hoping we trade him um, just to get some draft space. And uh, yeah, that's the only hope I got. Tate Cunningham stays. Um, it's just going to be hard to get free agents, obviously, because no one wants to come to a, a two and what are we, two and 29, two and 28 team. Yeah, somewhere around um, there. 20, 26, 27 losses. Like Cam Thomas said, you know, <laughs> no one wants to be that team, but, you know, lose. So, and to it end it off, it, even, it makes it even harder to win. To end it off, who do you guys think will be that team? I I have a, I, I think it's going to be the Raptors. I mean, it's supposed to be the Jazz, but you already know that one. Yeah. It's been a rough, rough uh, couple of seasons. I'll say the Pacers. Pacers? I think the or the main reason contributing factor to why this is happening is is the the lack of um, quality. It's terrible decisions uh, in, in the draft. I mean, well, they, we have depth. It's just like lack of like good depth players. Like, we no, have, that's like, what so I'm saying. Big men like Marvin Bagley, Jalen Duran, and like why do we need like all of these big men? Sure, I actually, but I, I, I actually heard that the NBA is like implementing an extra game for the Pistons. They're gonna play the uh, uh, Las Vegas Aces, <laughs> uh, so maybe they'll get a maybe they'll get a win on that one. So that that's I, my team. And and here's here's one to and, or to close another closer. I said I was gonna close, but um, I, I really don't think I agree with what Kate Cunningham said. I don't think the Pistons are two in what are they 20, 27, 28. Yeah, he said I, they were twenty six at that time when he said that. We're not two and twenty six bad. I don't think they are. I really, I don't think they are. It, it sounds like funny to say it almost because they're so bad, but I don't yeah. think they're that, like they're probably the, they're, they're probably the best team to be this bad or to have this record ever. <laughs> they're like, the if best this, worst team. They're the best worst. No, that, that's that's it. The, the Pistons are the best worst team. I don't, they yeah. just can't close it out. And I think a lot of that falls on Monty Williams, unfortunately. Yeah, but like, well, what, what was it the other night? We were up like by 20 or something. I don't know. It was yeah. like first quarter. Like the other 15. team had like eight. And we were like had like twenty three or something. Was that, I think it was against the Nets. Yeah, and then we they just sold. Choke, yeah, choke, Cam, Tom, Cam Thompson didn't want to be that that team. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I, I just don't yeah, think. But I mean, we could be like the Suns with like three superstars and we still suck. But um, we're yeah, not. We don't hey, have you're superstars. telling me something I already know, buddy. Yeah, Suns are another plus, team. It's you know what they say. It's a soul for a soul for the city of Detroit. Um, sure. I think we're honestly overlooking like a bigger topic though, because the Spurs have only won two more games than the Pistons. No, for sure. Yeah, and I think the Spurs are twice to be as a generational talent, bro. I think the Spurs are twice as talented without Wimbenyama. Well, actually, I don't know about That's that. Crazy. I mean, they have, but, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, they, no, I, not twice, but like more talented. I think Vassell, uh, you know, all, 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 I think all they the have guys, a better core. Yeah, they have a better core, dude. The Pistons' core is like. It's hard to explain. It's like, it's like they don't just whatever they want. It's just a mosh posh of best picks they could pick at the time. The, the Pistons have one of the worst histories of picking terrible players in the in, in the draft. Um, the Timberwolves are up there with just terrible decision making. And and the the good players that the Pistons do get, they trade away. I'm trying to think of examples. Uh, I I just know that the Pistons have had multiple great picks. And they Chris don't let Middleton. them develop. Yeah, they don't let him. They develop them. Yes, and they don't. Luke Kennard. <laughs> yep, another one. And they send them hey. away before they develop. All these players that would, if they had those, if they, Chris Middleton could have is second best player on the Pistons right now. Maybe the best. Uh, I, I love Cade kinda, but um, I I love Cade more that he did that one in live. But I I don't know if he <laughs> if he can be the leader of a franchise if you can't even like lead the Pistons and that that's all I'll say I think that's the end of the the whole NBA topic for today um we'll leave on a on a mellow note and and go on to our our games of the week we have 13 more games it's it's the last week of the season this is week 20 of picking games of our first inaugural uh pick games uh loser has to do something season and you know it's called loser has to do something but uh this season we're gonna have it so that the winner which will be Josh uh will have to pick uh, the punishment for next season. So, Josh um, is even if whatever happens this next week, will win the the uh, inaugural um, twenty week uh, season, which I think will probably lower it next next season to like fifteen weeks or maybe even less. Um, but he's the winner. So um, over this next week, Josh is going to pick uh, in his head a punishment that next year the the loser of us three will have to do um, of the games. Again, it will be probably a shorter season. Twenty weeks is too long. Um, I mean, it took us what almost a we'll year to do, like do twenty weeks. Yeah, so yeah, nine or Quarter. something like that. Quarter, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have thirteen games, and uh, let's get right into the picks. Uh, let's not bother doing last week's picks because last week was about three and a half months ago. ago. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, well, let's just give the overall right now. The overall score: Josh is first place uh, with Joshua. Go ahead and let's see what yeah. your uh, record is. The, yeah, all my the record is 130, and then I've lost. I've not picked the right team 114 times, and then there's a three on there because some people don't know how to pick games. Yeah, uh, that ties e- kind of. That equals out to a 52.6% win percentage. I went eight and five last week. Uh, Brandon is 116 and 128 and three, with a 46.9% uh, percentage. Six and seven last week. Coleman is one game behind Brandon at 115 and 129 and three, 46.5%. He went four and nine last week. Yeah, so not the best. Eight ball. I, I, I think that, uh, you know, for as much sports as Brandon and I watch, the fact that we're under 500 is just quite, it, it, there's not really a way to quantify how terrible I mean, that when is. you pick a lot of games, though, like it's hard to like stay over 500. Sure, honest, I think a lot so, of those like, games if it was are like, like NFL or NBA. I think I'd be decent, but because we throw yeah, in like MLB college basketball and MLB, baseball and stuff like that, where it's where all the games and we keep track of the pitchers. But I mean, hey, that's our job. That's what we get paid. That's why ESPN pays our that's why we make millions. so much. Yeah. So, but I think, uh, yeah, as much as it like looks bad, I think. I mean, I always pick wolves. The wolves, the goats. Um, and obviously they lose like last year they've lost almost every game that i picked them so i mean there are like things like that where it's like hard but i'm not i'm just coping at this point it, it's been bad for brennan and i and uh, pretty good for josh um but yeah going into this week 20 last week we have on friday which is tomorrow so that means i have to stay up late and wake up early editing this all right so the fir- for the first game we have kentucky um versus clemson in the uh what is it gator tax slayer bowl something like that yeah, um later gator bowl Wow, what a what a name, and that's in Jacksonville, I think. Yep. Um, and uh, we all picked Kentucky to beat 
Clemson, Clemson on a down year. Okay, another game on Friday. Uh, we have, or the other game on Friday. We only have two. Mavericks are at the Minnesota Timberwolves, and I can finally include Minnesota Timberwolves games in here without being a bandwagon fan and only wants to see my team in here, so I have some reason to like care about the game. The Wolves are actually decent this year, and that will be a good game. Uh, I think the Wolves have beat the Mavs twice, once, I think once maybe this year, um, and they're playing at Minnesota, and we all have the Wolves. For Brandon, who has the Mavs because he's a hater and he's salty about the Pistons being terrible. Brandon, why do you, Brandon, why do you have the Mavericks going to Minnesota and... and um, and beating uh, the Timberwolves. Luca, <laughs> that's bad. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've actually. I. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm a big Luca fan. If I could buy his jersey, I would. But I'm broke. This Coleman doesn't pay me enough. But um, it's not that I hate the Wolves. It's just that, um, I believe that Luca. You know, he'll just have one of those games. He's always guaranteed like one of those games where he would go for fifty. Dude, that's every game. Think, <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like against like the Wolves, like Mike Conley or whoever's guarding him, Anthony Edwards. I just still think that it yeah, doesn't does match up well. Luka Magic. It does um, not match up well. I think Nikhil yeah, Alexander Walker is the best chance. But yeah, no, I, I I can see where the Mavs definitely pull it out, especially the Wolves. Just not, you know, they always sell it back. Okay, Saturday. All right, moving on. I'll, I'll do Saturday. I got you. All right. Uh, Lions at Cowboys. We all have the Cowboys except Brandon because the Lions are his team. Pretty self-explanatory there. Uh, Coleman, do you have anything you want to talk about the Cowboys, or is that pretty? Uh, no, they're going to sell the bag probably, and they'll, they'll make it look terrible. So, yeah, that's all I have to say. All right, here we go. All right, uh, Lions at the Wolves. Uh, we all picked the Wolves. Lakers. Oh, I don't know why I said Lions. It's on top of it. Lakers at the Wolves. Uh, we all picked the Wolves because uh, the Lakers suck, and nobody likes to take them. Uh, LeBron's, LeBron's running the point, so. Yeah, his hairline's gone way back now. Uh, True. Raptors at Pistons. Uh, this could be the game. Yeah, this could be the game that uh, the Pistons break the streak, but none of us picked the Pistons, so we all <laughs> believe the streak will continue. Yep. Uh, that's even sad for Brandon, though. That's his team. He's just saying, nah, bro. I'd rather take the win on here for real. It's crazy. Zero faith. Uh, Sunday, we had the Dolphins at the Ravens. Uh, I picked the Dolphins, and Coleman and Brandon picked the Ravens. Uh, which I did pick the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. I mean, to play the Super Bowl. I picked the Dolphins just because they're so inconsistent that I think this game will have a good game because the last game they had a bad game. Okay. Uh, Packers at Vikings. Uh, of course, the Vikings fan, the Vikings fan picked the Vikings. Yes, sir. And me, and, me and Brandon are level-headed and think through it, and we picked the Packers. Yep. Um, <laughs> Monday, you've already heard our picks of the college football. Oh, but... well, I just realized uh, Coleman does have a chance because uh... – what it, the Packers suspended Jair Alexander. Yeah, Justin oh, Jefferson yeah. captain for no reason. That, that's also. I still think that Jordan about, Love but... will dice up that team. Okay. I forgot about the the Alexander thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, Alabama versus Michigan. Me and Coleman picked Alabama as we previously talked about, and the Michigan fan picks Michigan. Uh, Washington versus Texas. We all are horns up for this game. Uh, go Texas! Only for this all game. Oh, I'm. I already said I'm. I'm halfway horns up. You know, I'm like horns horn. diagonal, diagonal down, yeah. diagonal down. Yeah. All right, uh, Brandon, you want to do the last two days? Sure, man. Um, on Thursday, we have the Celtics at the Thunder. We all chose the Thunder. SGA's been tearing it up. I believe him and uh, Jalen Williams is the good Jalen Williams. Um, they both dropped thirty plus the other night. Um, God. so. They're looking good. Um, Creighton at Georgetown. Um, we all went with Creighton. Now, although this is an in-conference game, right? Like Big East, both in Big East, so it could go either way. But we all um, agreed that Creighton is the better team. And then on Wednesday, we have Clippers at Suns. Of course, Josh went with his team, the Suns, while me and Coleman went with the Clippers. Um, Josh's pick, pretty self-explanatory. He still has hope for his team. I just have hope and Devin Booker at this point. And, um, yeah, yeah, me and Coleman obviously went with the Clippers because although James Harden was one. not panning out, they have been on one recently. Russell Westbrook does not hate coming off the bench, and um, he's doing a pretty decent job. They lastly, like we in have, a row or something. Lastly, we have Heat at the Lakers. Me and Josh went with the Heat. Coleman chose the Lakers. Weird Shame pick. On you, Coleman. He hates LeBron, but let's see I don't his hate LeBron. explanation. I don't hate LeBron. I you, absolutely Coleman. despise him. I'm kidding. Uh, he's just 
I don't. Yeah, I'm not really that either. I'm just trying to think of a way to say it without, you know, not being like hating. I'm just a hater. I'm um, a hater. Yeah, but uh, the, the Heat have been selling close games so far this year. They are, you know, historically, uh, no, nah, nah, I was about to say historically bad, but historically this season, yeah, have been selling pre some pretty uh, close games uh, when it counts. this season. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, bro. <laughs> it's still in the past. It's still in the past. It's still historical. Yeah. Okay, uh, and I think uh, in the in the uh, is it still the safe? No, it's not. What is it? The the crypto arena? What is it? Yeah, crypto.com arena. Yeah. What a what a joke arena. But yeah, I, I think they're gonna pull it out there, especially with all the fans who pay seven thousand dollars or up up nosebleeds. Um, they're gonna be pretty <laughs> ecstatic, spending their entire salaries on a uh, one ticket. Uh, but yeah, I think the Lakers will win, and that that just about does it. Unless you guys have anything else to add, um, that just about does it for this revival wild cards podcast i want to thank everyone for showing out uh if you uh want to you know go and follow our social medias you can go do that um the show wild cards instagram yeah very very inactive but i maybe that will you know change in the next you know couple couple months uh you never know um but you know with that being uh, i think that doesn't I, I appreciate you for staying this far if you are listening this far into the podcast um yeah have a good one I appreciate Peace. it. Peace. Peace. Peace.